What's going on and welcome to another episode of Chicken Scratch Gospel coming to you from Midtown Studios in downtown Bakersfield in the 1970s come Banana on, Republic on, shirt. That, man. I am your host, Matt, with me, my co-host Daniel. What's going on, brother? I just want to be you, man. I just want to <laughs> be you right now. That it's weird because that's because I just want to be you and it's just a weird <laughs> dynamic. We're just gonna we're just gonna re- reverse roles be- today. <laughs> it's gonna be crazy, man. So today. Man, I'm, I'm actually really, really excited to talk yeah. about this particular uh, subject because I think that this is, um, this is a subject that's, that's near and dear to my heart. It's something that we, we, we talk about often, you and I, Daniel, and, and, and you know, consider, pray about all the time. Uh, title today's episode is Mini-Me's and Wannabes. I'm and sorry, Mini-Me just made <laughs> first thing that comes to my mind. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dr. Evil. And Dr. Evil and Mini-Me. Poor little mini me. Yeah, that's one of my favorites. But <sighs> yeah, I think my favorite. I think my favorite part with with Doctor Evil and Mini Me is Austin Powers. For those of you that don't know what that is, um, it is when they're in the jail and they're doing hard knock life. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he has the yeah, he has the yeah. And Mini Me's all acting all hard. All anyway, <laughs> Mini Me's and wannabes is what we're talking about today. And really, that's it's not particularly uh, those two things per se, but it's Matthew chapter twenty eight. In verse 19, uh, this is the uh, verse of Scripture that we know as the Great Commission, right? Therefore, go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Discipleship is a big part of God's plan for his church. The question is, Whose disciple are you and whose disciple are you creating? Mm-hmm. That's the That's question, the, yeah. Yeah. right? Are you, cause, cause as we set out to fulfill this great commission, we got to remember the who as we make disciples, you know, we don't want to make a bunch of mini me's and wannabes. Mm-hmm. We don't want that. We don't set out to make disciples in our own name or our own representations. I, I, I don't want to go out and create a bunch of little tiny mini me's. I want to create people that will follow Jesus. Right. And, and although some can be tempted to make a bunch of mini me's, this is not our commission. So I wanted to unpack this today. I wanted to talk about it a little bit because I think, you know, some people want to follow a person that they can see because it seems more real to them. Right. Maybe I haven't, man, I haven't, seeing Jesus face to face or, you know, that part's hard. And so I'm looking for somebody that I can, that I can follow and be like them. And so it's important for us who are making disciples to be on guard for that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I think especially in our, in our culture, man, it's so, our culture is so um, self-centered, you yeah, know? Yeah. Um, so we're all about, you know, the trends and we're all about the culture and what it's doing. We have social media where everybody's on a platform and so the challenge is as leaders for us is to how how do we navigate through discipling and and leading people to Jesus yes not and not leading people to to us you know right and trying to to make some something of of ourselves or our names um, for the sake of those who you know need to follow Jesus Yes. And, Challenge. and, you know, we know this, that, that the church was given, um, you know, pastors, apostles, teachers, preachers, evangelists, and they're all tasked with helping people 
with helping people find and follow Jesus. And so we as leaders, we got to be careful that people are following us, but, but that, that they're following Christ, right? Paul wrote to the church at Corinth uh, in uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 1. He says, follow my example as I follow the example of Christ. So as he writes this to the church at, at Corinth, wh- who is he talking about here? Who are they following, Paul or Jesus? Mm-hmm. He says, follow my example as I follow Christ. As leaders, we should live our lives reflective of these words. But what Paul is saying is, you're watching me because you can see me. What I want you to see is me following Jesus. You don't, you don't have to cling to me. I want you to follow Jesus. Look at how I follow him. You know, Because they're watching their leader follow Jesus, and their leader is asking, do as, do as I do here. You know what I mean? Right. Because right. I think it could, people want a checklist of what, what to do and what not to do. And they want a checklist of how to act and how not to act. Right. And it's not all cut and dry like that all the time. Yeah. Yeah. I think when, when we um, place ourselves on a pedestal or we point people to, to something other than Jesus, it gets really weird. Right. <laughs> it gets right. weird because it's off focus. Um, it's off focus and what we should be doing. Um, and so I think that kind of begs the question for us as, as leaders, as we're, um, setting out to disciple is how are we directing? How are we pointing people to Christ? Yes. How are we doing that? You know, are we are we are we even doing that in the conversations that we're having, um, as we're having lunch with people, as we're leading? Yes. Like, how are we pointing people? Are we pointing people to what we we're doing? Or are we pointing people to Christ and who we serve? You know. Yeah. And I think that's a big question. I think for me, like I always, uh, I mean, at, at least I, I try to give effort to, hey, like this is all about Jesus. Like he's the center of it all. And, and when we do things together, it's great. But I want people to know like this is all for Christ and this is what we do this for. And this is, you know, just making him the center and giving him glory for whatever you do and, and all you do. Yeah, man. And we can do that in every in every aspect of life and every walk of life. I mean, we had a Super Bowl gathering a couple of weeks back and somebody came up to me uh, at the gathering and said, you know what, man, this just, this feels like family. This feels, it felt like a communion. And what they were referring to was like, you know, I got Catholic family. And when you, when you do communion and you go to the, you go to the church and you do this big thing, and then you have this big reception afterwards, right? Where everybody's kind of laughing and loving and hanging out, chilling, whatever, dancing loud. And that's what they were referring to. But, but, me in my mind, I was like, yeah, but this is more communion than you think. Mm-hmm. Like what's happening here. This is communion was over a meal. It wasn't a shot glass and a cracker. It was like, let's, we're going to share a meal together and, and we're going to love one another and just have some life together. Right. And so I felt like, man, what a cool, what a cool takeaway. Even something as, you know, what, what would seem not, you know, uh, it, for for to use a church term, uh, secular as a Super Bowl, something as non uh, uh, Christ like or or churchy as a Super Bowl party can be something that brings people together and even points them to Jesus because they feel this connection and they feel this love. Right. And I love that you you're saying that you know even when you meet with people, you have lunch with people, you have coffee with people. How are you directing them, or 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 are you directing them mm-hmm. even? to Jesus or are you directing them to yourself? Are you trying to be, you know, mm-hmm. the one? Right. 
And we talked about that in a, in a previous episode right. about, you know, glory is a God thing. And you guys that, that are listening, go check that episode out if you haven't listened to it yet. We talk a lot about what it means to, uh, to, for people to have glory heaped upon them or even to want to own all the glory. And it ends up just getting, it's too heavy for you and it's going to break you because it was never meant for you. It was meant for God alone. But it can be easy for leaders to, um, to want people to follow them and not follow you. Even to the point where I've seen leaders take and twist scripture mm-hmm. and, or even say things that are not in the scriptures right. to try to get somebody to follow them and not necessarily God or follow Christ the same, you know, as I'm following Christ, you follow Christ too. And it's, it's all too easy to do, especially for those who maybe don't know or understand the Bible as much as maybe others. Yeah. Yeah. I would like to just unpack discipleship a little bit too, because yeah. we talked a little bit about even it being community and with the people that you, that you surround yourself with and just doing life. And I think that, um, that discipleship as Jesus was in ministry with his disciples, um, it was very organic in the way he did it, but he always took advantage of the moments to teach them. Yeah. The kingdom of God to, to, to give them parable, you know, to, to gather them together and talk about the things of God. And I think with us, it, it is a, it's a lifestyle. It's in the, in our interactions with people and doing life, but taking advantage of those opportunities to sit with people and talk about the Bible and talk about the heart of Jesus and, and give information and yes. give resources. Like that's true discipleship where you can just give a nugget of, of information to, to, you know, somebody that you're in relationship with an encouraging word, something where you're discipling. And that's what Jesus did best with his disciples. He did life with them and he took those moments, advantage of those moments to pour into them. And, and what's so cool is, yeah, I'd I'd love to, let's just talk about it. Um, Something that Jesus did that I think is, is a really cool thing for us to be able to do is whether they, they did not obviously coin this term back then, but Jesus actually used pop culture to reach the world around him. Now, to those who just got offended and were like, Jesus did not use pop culture. It, all pop culture means is cultural activities, commercial products reflecting, suited to, or aimed at the tastes of the general masses of people. He ministered to the general masses of people that were around him. What was pop culture in that time? He spoke of Caesar. He, he didn't try to overthrow him, but he spoke of him. Hey, render to Caesar what's Caesar's, man. He talked to the fishermen about fishing. He talked to the farmers about farming. He talked to the religious people about the word of God. He made it a point to minister to people right where they were. And he used relevant topics, relevant stories, parables to be able to connect people with biblical truth and more specifically the biblical truth of who he was and who God is. And I I think that's one huge thing um, that it's it's a tool. You know, there are a lot of different things and, and, and you can maybe talk about some of the tools that you've experienced or that you know that you have over the years. For me, I love humor. I think that humor is 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 a tool. I don't think that you should go around just trying to just be funny or trying to be silly or trying to make people it's whatever. I'm talking about like humor is a tool that you can use to help to break down barriers to minister to somebody. It really is. Uh, the, in the same way that music can be a tool, in the same way that pop culture, something that is that that speaks directly to the person where they are, mm-hmm. is it, it's a tool to be able to minister to people. Yeah, no, I, I I'm the same way. I love music, man. I love music, and I think music's a great tool to 
to get into the culture, you know, um, speak the language, but minister to people and even disciple people. Yes. There's truth in music um, that you can relate to people that the Holy Spirit can use to direct and, and turn people to him. And so I think music's a great tool for that. Absolutely. Well. And I, and I, I believe Jesus gave us the creativity. I mean, he didn't just sit with his disciples and just, you know, opened up, you know, the, the old Testament and start like right. he did life with them too. He, right. he taught them and they did it together. He said, this is, this is the authority I ha- that we have um, from the father. And then they went to go do it. You know, yeah. they went, he went to go uh, heal people and, he went to go save people and he went to go speak with people and he broke barriers and his disciples saw this and they did it together. I think when I think of us like, Hey, we're hanging out, we're, um, you know, in relationship with one another and then we do it together. Yeah. You know, um, we don't just, uh, you know, talk about it, but we walk it out. Gotta be about it. Yeah. Gotta gotta walk it it out. Yeah. Now, so that brings up this question. Can you have true discipleship without honest community? Yeah, I don't believe so. I don't think so either. Yeah, I don't believe so at all. If yeah. you, how can you disciple somebody if you don't know them? Mm-hmm. How can you point? How, you know what I'm saying? Like, how can you, how can you really get to the crux of right. discipling somebody if you are not doing life with them? I think I think the two go hand in hand here. And Jesus was he exemplified that, like you said. You know, he 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 walked with them. He didn't just be like, all right, I'll see you guys over there, and then and disappear, and then show up over there. He could have, I'm sure. He did it many times after <laughs> where he showed up. All of a sudden, doors were locked, and he was like, hey, guys, what's going on? Oh, God. And they were afraid. Oh, you. Oh, Jesus, it's you. Uh, you know, like they were freaked out. But, like, it, he didn't do that. Right. He walked the miles with them. Mm-hmm. You know, he, 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 had to, he had to get his feet washed. He, 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 had, to, he had to eat with them. He slept. You guys, these these guys were just on, on camping missions, man. He, was, he said, you know, if you want to be my disciple, it's gonna, just so you know, I want to let you know, like foxes have their dens, birds, birds have their nests, but son of man has nowhere to lay his head. Like, like this is work. And if you're signing up for this, you're signing up to follow me. We're going to do life together. And even Paul, as he writes to the church at, at Corinth, he says, follow my example as I follow the example of Christ. So we should lead people to choosing to follow Jesus for themselves while doing life with you as the leader. Because how can they follow Jesus as you follow Jesus if they ain't around you, if they ain't hanging out with you, if they're not doing life with you. Yeah. That's why I wanted to ask that question. Cause I think the two yeah. do go hand in hand. I, I absolutely, man. I, I believe that you have to be in community with people. Um, there has to be those walls that are broken down. There has to be vulnerability. Um, you got to share in the laughter. You got to share in the pain of life, yeah. you know, to really, um, to really disciple people and lead them to Christ and, and, do it together, you know. Um, but as we're as we're talking about this, and even the title, what the title calls for of, of this episode, um, we do we do have to keep our eyes focused on Christ, you know. Um, we do have to, as leaders, we do have to point people to Jesus because I've seen so many times um, in the church where, when a pastor or a leader falls or makes a mistake or does something, then the people do as well, sure. and it's like. All right, that's interesting. Cause whose eyes were you? Your eyes? I mean, what were your eyes fixed on? You know, the pastor, the leader, or Christ? And I think that's that failure is you know part of the leader's failure, the leader's fault, 
and the person following follower. Yeah. And I think like, you know, I'm just going to tell, I'm going to tell you right now. And I'm, I'm pretty straightforward with people like, man, just so you know, like I'm gonna mess up. Mm-hmm. I'm going to make mistakes. Yeah. I'm not always going to do the right thing. It's not because I try to do the wrong things, but, but it's because I am a person. I am following Christ and there will be times where I make mistakes or where I, I, I don't do the right thing. Um, or I don't do the good thing or what have you, you know what I'm saying? Um, there's, there's opportunity there for me to, for, for me to fail and fall. Having said that, if you are following me and your eyes are fixed on me alone, you will lose hope in God, mm-hmm. which is hilarious to me because God is not man. He's the, the word of God is very specific. God is not a man that he should lie. Nor, you know what I'm saying? And he's, he's not that he is, he is the alpha and the omega there is no lie in him. He is the truth. He is he is, he, he 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 is incapable of lies because he is truth. He is incapable of corruption because he is holy and righteous. And this is why it's so imperative and important that we that we fix our eyes on Jesus. Scripture speaks to that directly. Fix your eyes on Jesus, who is the author and the finisher of your faith, of our faith. And before we were given this great commission, therefore go and make disciples uh, of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. The verses before that say, all authority has been given to me. Jesus says, all authority has been given to me. So all authority has been given to Jesus, not us. So that's who I'm trying to point you to. I'm trying I'm trying to point you to Jesus, but through Christ we can have access to his authority if we're doing life with him. Mm-hmm. Why? Because we have access to Christ. It's not because we're just handed this this power, you know, this this you know we can become an X-Men all of a sudden because we know Jesus and now we're given superpowers. It's not how that works. But if you're doing life with Jesus because you're my friend, there there are benefits of a friend right. that you have. And, and vice versa, because I'm your friend, there are benefits of a friend that, that I have that maybe I wouldn't have if I wasn't your friend. Mm-hmm. If we're doing life with Jesus, you're going to experience benefits and blessings that come with doing life with Jesus. Mm-hmm. Disciples of self will lead to destruction, mm-hmm. both for self and for those who follow, because they're going to be just disciples of their own selves as well. And I think that's really what you're speaking to there is when, when a leader does create kind of a bunch of mini-me's or wannabes, um, you can go around, call, and not everybody that says, Lord, Lord, is going to enter into the kingdom, and you can go around and call yourself a Christian, but if you're not living by the definition of Christ-like Christianity, um, then then are you really a Christian? No, you're probably just following somebody. Mm-hmm. And, and, and and if you're a mini-me or a wannabe, that's, that's not only going to be destructive for the leader who taught you that, but it's destructive for you. It's leading you down the wrong path, man, and that's not that's not good. That's not good. We don't want that. Yeah, and it's short-lived too, man, because I've known people. Um, we all go through seasons in life. We all go through stages of life. And um, it's short-lived when you when you make a person, you know, the person that you're following. Um, because life changes, man. Ministry changes. They may move to another city. They Things change in your life where you start raising a family and you move to another city or whatever the case is or, you know, whatever. Things happen in life and if you uh, put your hope in this person and life changes and you walk away from your faith or your faith isn't as strong anymore, then there is an issue there, you know? Um, Because I I love when, I mean, in the years that I've been in ministry and 
um, had the opportunity, the privilege to disciple young people or whoever it was. I love to hear stories of, man, they're still, they're still seeking Jesus. They're yes. at a church, they're serving, they're in ministry, whatever it is. Like, I love to hear stories like that because they were never following me. They were following Jesus. Yes. And, and I did my job in pointing them to Jesus. Um, and so we have to always, man, keep our eyes fixed on Jesus. When you, when there's a fallout or when there's a change in life and you fall out, then your eyes were fixed on the wrong thing. It was yeah. fixed on either an organization, a person, you know, a group, whatever it was. Um, that's where your your focus was. But if it's fixed on Jesus, you're going to take it everywhere you go. Yes. You know, and it's going to continue on and, in your life. And as Jesus was teaching the people, oftentimes he would say, listen, uh, listen, uh, children. He would, you know, as he would speak to people, sometimes he would say brothers and sisters. Sometimes he would say children. He'd say, listen, children. He would, and he would speak. And it reminded me of Proverbs 22, 6. Proverbs 22, 6 says, train up a child in the way they should go. Right. Not in the way you want them to, not in the way that you would prefer, in the way that they should go. Now, I have two kids. You've got three kids. As we, as we go on, we're planting a church together. I would love for my kids to always come to my church. I would love it. That would be my preference because I love my babies. I would want to be around them and I would want that. And I'm sure you would probably want that too. But this proverb is very specific. It is not training them up according to our preferences. And that's how, that's how you make mini me's and wannabes yeah. is if you're training them according to your preference, if you're training them according to the word of God and following Jesus, then you're training the child up the way that they should go. If you're discipling people and you're in relationship with people where you have a discipleship relationship with them, you are not training them to do everything that you do. You're training them up in the way that they should go. What has God called you to be? Where has God called you to be? Who has God called you to be? You're directing them to Jesus. Look at how I'm following Jesus. This is the same. I want you to follow Jesus like this. Don't follow me. Follow Jesus. If you need help with how to follow Jesus, look to me as I follow him. But I'm going to fail you. Jesus will never fail you. When you make disciples of Jesus, you're leading people to life and to freedom and to truth. And that's what we want. We want them to be free indeed. We want them to walk in power and authority and truth of everything that God has called them to be so that they can experience life and have that life in abundance. Mm-hmm. So you must train those disciples in the way that they should go. I love that, man. You said disciples of Jesus lead to life, truth, and freedom. Yes. When we lead people to ourselves, there isn't truth. Right. There, there isn't life. There's a lot of fear, actually, because mm. we're trying to we're trying to please another human, mm. we're trying to be like somebody who God call, did not call us to be. And so we're always under this umbrella of just, oh, am I doing this right? Oh, I got to please this leader, this pastor, this whoever it is that we've fixed our eyes on. Yeah. And so there's this there's there isn't any truth in that. There's a lot of fear in that when you're putting your hope in another person. Um, there's a lot of regret. There's a lot of guilt that follows after that. It's never a good idea. It gets weird. Like I said earlier, like anything other than G it gets really, really weird because we are weird when we're, when we don't have our eyes fixed on Jesus, the author and the perfecter of our faith. 
That's good, man. Yeah. That's good. I'll, honestly, man, I, <laughs> I, I think we could go, we could go on and on with with the discipleship conversation, mm-hmm. but I think let's, I think let's let the let's let the crew chew on it, man. Yeah. Let's think about that for a little bit, man. We don't want to go around creating minimes and wannabes. We want people to follow Jesus, to be everything that they have been called to be by Him. I did not call them. You did not call them. God Himself has called them. And so we don't want to create disciples of self. We want to create disciples of Christ because those disciples will be led to life, truth, and freedom. Before we take off today, uh, we always do our recommendations. And so who, what's your recommendation? Dude, I've been listening to Andy Stanley. So Andy Stanley has a podcast. It's called Your Move. Um, oh, yeah. I've, yeah. Yes. And there's just like these 28 to 30 minute um you know, snippets of devotions. They're not very long at all. And Andy Stan, if you know who Andy Stanley is, he's, he's amazing leadership. He's pastor. Um, but he just gives some, gives some great insights to the Bible, but just to, it's very practical too. And yeah. so like this last one's like how to avoid drama in your life. And I mean, you know, it's just practical stuff. Like what do I need to do? How to make better decisions in your life? So good know? at that. Yeah, he is. Like and he's it, so good at making it practical. Yeah, he is. So, your move podcast, Andy Stanley. Check it out. I love that, man. Mine is actually a clothing company called The Art of Homage. Uh, look them up. You can follow them on social media. I got this little hat here, man, called Famous Enough. They do Famous Enough. They do uh, Yahweh worship, all of these different things, man. You want to make sure that you go and check out Art of Homage. Order some stuff from them, man. They're really, really cool. Uh, and in the meantime, that's all the time that we have on this episode of Chicken Scratch Gospel. Make sure that you follow us on social media. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Hit the bell for notifications so you can know when new stuff is coming out. Go love like Jesus. Bye.